0: I see, you know how this works. Whenever you're efforting and trying to get a hold of somebody, you put out the bat signal. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it does not. Uh, in this case, it did. Joining us now on the, uh, the John Schuster Cola Banker Hotline to talk Minnesota Twins baseball because we are in spring training as Doe Young Park from MLB.com. First off, Doe, thanks for uh, giving me some time tonight. How you been?
1: I'm I'm not buried under 13 and a half inches of snow or whatever it is,
0: Henry. <laughs> Oh, wow. See, there you go. See, now why you, why you throwing it in our face? Between you and Jason DeRussia, what's going on? You know what though? I'm not even mad at you, bro, because if I was down there in Fort Myers, I would be, um, I would be throwing it in people's faces too. So, hey, uh, it, it's, it's your life, man. It's your job. So you, you know, have, have had it, man. It's all good. It's all good. But let me ask you this. Um, let, let's start with, with just spring training from the perspective of, fans that have made the trek down there uh just give me a sense of um you don't have to give me specific numbers but but what is the um what does it look like in terms of people that are coming just kind of around in fort myers wanting to be a part of uh of twins baseball
1: yeah i mean there's yeah, I mean, the twins are always a very accessible Team when it comes to spring training, especially before games start, giving guys access, giving people access to players and coaches and that sort of thing when they come down, because they understand that this is an important source of, you know, pride for the Fort Myers community, for the Minnesota Twins fan base. Um, and you go in even before games start right now, and you got dozens, maybe hundreds of people on some days that are able to congregate around the little bullpen areas, around the warm-up fields in the back, watch guys do drills. Uh, get into the stadium, watch some bullpens and live batting practice. They even had like an open house back on the 20th where just like people are sitting in the stands, just like watching like Tyler Malley, I think, throw to Byron Buxton and that sort of thing hit off of each other. And so, you know, the Twins always, you know, make an effort to cater to the population that comes down here. And obviously this is more important than ever for Twins fans to be down here this year as the area continues to rebuild and regroup after the hurricane. And so uh they're down here supporting the local businesses, down here helping kind of uh, reestablish Fort Myers and Lee County and I think uh, that's been a big source of uh, pride for folks around the Twin Orbit this spring.
0: Absolutely. And I was going to ask you that just aesthetically just with your own eyes how how is the rebuild how is, how is it looking to you? How is it how is it coming along?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the you can when you look around the complex, there's definitely signs that something happened, but they've By and large, done a really good job of, I mean, establishing normalcy again in the vast majority of the Fort Myers area. I think you get down there closer to Fort Myers Beach, uh, Sanibel Island, Captiva Island, which is really the lower-lying coastal areas. Those areas are still impacted. They're taking a while to rebuild, and um, there's debris, Uh, but the communities and the local businesses and the people there are really coming together, and uh, you see the rebuilding and the healing process started. and at least further inland where the twins and Red Sox are established. I think a lot of the operations are slowly getting back to normal. Um, at least visibly things are a lot more normal. And I think, you know, the community has started to move on.
0: Yeah. We're talking to Doe Young Park here on the Lake show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Doe Young Park, uh, Minnesota twins reporter for MLB.com. All right. So help me with this Doe, in it's, I'm not saying talk me off the ledge or try to talk me down or rein me in. Uh, but this is just how I feel about it. I just have this sense, man, that the Minnesota Twins, and I know that it was frustrating how the second half of the season went last year, but I just feel like this team is fired up. They're going to be ready to go. And I think they're going to be much improved this season because I think that their pitching's going to be much improved knock on wood as long as they stay healthy. Your thoughts.
1: Yeah, this is the deepest pitching staff that I have seen in my time here. I think there's definitely an internal acknowledgement of that, too. I mean, just look at the guys that they brought in. I mean, you look at the last couple of years, you were given a ton of innings to guys like Jay Happ, Matt Shoemaker, Chris Archer, and Dylan Bundy last year. And uh, there's just no, I guess, like veteran dappy guys to that extent where they just bring them in to kind of fill innings in the rotation. This year, because they go five deep on opening day. They go six deep with Bailey Ober, who's a reasonably established big league starter who's been nothing but effective up here. He doesn't have a spot on the roster right now. And that's not to mention Louis Varlin, St. Paul guy, and Simeon Woods-Richardson and Josh Winder and a bunch of other guys who are major league ready that also don't have spots on the staff right now. And not only do they have the numbers, but you come in and on day one, Joe Duran is throwing 102. Tyler Malley is throwing 95. Jorge Alcala is throwing 97. And you see these dudes lighting up the radar guns already on February 22nd. And you go to Falvey, you go to Rockland, you're like, what is going on here? And they're like, honestly, we haven't seen anything like this either. Guys are fired up. They're well prepared for a normal spring training buildup because they haven't had a truly normal spring since 2019. And here's the thing. They've got the talent. But like you said, the health concerns are there. And I think there's a wide variance of outcomes from this group, right? There's obviously more injury concerns than most in the pitching side, on the position player side, but they've done as much as they can to mitigate that with the just amount of depth that they've collected here. Even Donovan Solano coming in on the position player side when I thought there probably wasn't a need for another depth piece, but they're just like, we can't possibly have too much depth. And I think that's how they're trying to mitigate that injury risk that's very real. But um, they seem much more equipped than any other Twins team I've seen in my time here to kind of try to endure that.
0: You know, a couple of years ago, we acquired Quinta Maeda, and, man, he was a rock star. His first season with the Minnesota Twins, unfortunately, uh, injured last year. Um, when Where is he at in his rehab? Where is he at in terms of, like, uh, you know, throwing? Um, what, what, what's the latest on Quinta Maeda?
1: Yeah, he's back to totally normal. He's not limited at all this camp, and he's like, I want to throw as much as possible this spring to get my field back. So he's actually going to be starting the Grapefruit League opener on Saturday at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. He's gonna. It's a split squad game. He's got the home half, and Louis Varland's going up to Sarasota with half his team to take on the Orioles on the road. But Kenton has said, you know, if he really, really needed to, if the team were in playoff contention, if they needed him, he would have come back last September to pitch out of the bullpen. Um, obviously they didn't need that. And once the team was out of it, they're like, all right, dude, just sit out the sit out September, sit out October and just come back ready for a completely normal spring training in February. And uh, that's where he's at right now. I mean, he's feeling good about his bullpens. He's feeling good about the lives that he's thrown. He's feeling really good about going into ball games. Obviously there's again, a range of outcomes there with that guy. Cause the last time he had an effective season was his age 32 season. And now he's, entering his age 35 season. So obviously, you know, he wasn't a hard thrower to begin with. The stuff, so like the secondary stuff is what he's always leaned on. So that should, in theory, age better. His skill set should, in theory, be better equipped to weather aging. But again, this is a guy entering his age 35 season who hasn't had an effective season since his age 32 season. So I'm really, really curious to see how the stuff plays. But by all accounts, he's feeling really good, and we'll really start to get a sense for that on Saturday when he takes the mound against opposing hitters for the first time.
0: Talking to Minnesota Twins reporter for MLB.com, Doe Young Park here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Twins right-hander Chris uh, Paddock uh, placed on the 60-day injured list. That's not a shocker. Um, I talked to Chris. He was one of the several – Um, players that I interviewed and and had on the stage with me at uh, Twins Fest uh, last month. Man, I loved his personality. Like, that guy is – he's a talker. He's got great personality. He's extremely funny. I love the cowboy hat. I love the boots. I love all of that, right? And so I I just like having guys like that being a part of an organization, right, because it brings life to the ball club. One of the guys that left us, though, via the trade – was Luis arise and Luis had his own personality too, and he was man, his energy was infectious. Uh, I think that a lot of fans he was a fan favorite clearly. Uh, with Luis leaving and that energy exits this ball club, who do you think is somebody within that dugout or the, the you know the clubhouse there that uh, maybe steps up from a leader leadership perspective?
1: going to be missed. I mean, just the joy for playing and just the wow factor of what Luis Arise did is just something that, you know, it, it's going to be tough to replace. Just on, just going in every day and being like, wow, this dude is doing things I don't see many other dudes do. In terms of the clubhouse factor and the leadership factor, I do think those are very important elements that the Twins front office really puts a strong emphasis on when they bring in guys. And from the leadership side, you got them bringing in a guy like Christian Bats who's got multiple World Series rings. Pitchers have loved working with him every step of the way. He's one of those veteran catchers that can really take command of a staff and can just really understand how to work with pitchers, bring the best out of them, and just be another one of those eyes and ears everywhere on the field guy. So he's going to be one of those guys. They brought in Michael A. Taylor to this incredible defensive outfield. Michael A. Taylor's a World Series winner, too. He's a veteran guy who spent a ton of time with Washington. He's one of the older guys in Kansas City. And uh, he's another one of those guys that's really been around. He's uh, not the not the loudest guy, but he's a veteran guy, again, with playoff experience who's going to fit well into the group. You got Joey Gallo, who's been through the ringer, but he's got a personality to him. He's a spirited guy, he's a funny guy, and they've all enjoyed being around him in the early goings. And then there's Pablo Lopez, who comes in and just a whip-smart dude, very thoughtful, very, very just like, funny, well-spoken, informative, everything like that. And so I think there really always is an emphasis on that sort of factor when it comes to the Twins and their acquisitions. And every clubhouse is going to have a different flavor. You're not going to be able to replace the Luisa rise and his personality one-for-one because he's just such a -a one-of-a-kind dude on the field and off the field. But all the acquisitions that they brought in, at least from a leadership standpoint, from a veteran standpoint, from just personality fit in the clubhouse standpoint – uh, it looks like pretty seamless going so far, and uh, it's a very, very spirited and a very good vibey clubhouse right now.
0: Hey, Doe, always a pleasure to have you on the show here. I truly do appreciate it. Enjoy Fort Myers. Um, enjoy the the nice uh, temperatures and and being you know not that far from the water. And I try to put some some ice and some snow in the mail to your hotel room later this weekend. <laughs>
1: Uh, thanks a lot, Henry. You know, I'm actually a weirdo, and I really wanted to be up there for the snowstorm. <laughs> I appreciate you thinking of me, <laughs> and I hope you all want to do a ball up there.
0: All right, take care. He That is being a weirdo. Look at look, What is Doe doing? All right, Doe Young Park from emailb.com uh, joining us here on The Lake Show.